Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Rest in peace, John McAfee. They finally got to you. Missing genetic sequences from the COVID-19 virus found, which links bats, not pangolins, to the origins of the virus. But the MSM still cites that wet market. Perhaps that rumored MSA defector can shed some light on all this. Beware, the Delta variant cometh. So says the MSM. Hey, did you find something to buy on Amazon's Prime Day? I sure didn't. Woke word of the week. Systemic. And I remember when harmless words like literally were the go-to words. Tech news. I'm going to open with the death of John McAfee. He was the author of one of the first, if not the first, commercial antivirus program, ViruScan. He left that company he founded before it was sold to Intel for over $7 billion dollars. Despite this, he managed to amass a $100 million fortune, most of which was lost during the market crash of 2008. Still wealthy by any standard, he turned to the manufacture of synthetic recreational drugs. He didn't follow the don't get high on your own supply mantra and seemed to suffer psychological damage with bouts of paranoia. I won't get into the particulars of his unconventional life here. There are many articles and documentaries available on that subject. Of late, he was into cryptocurrency, which led to his downfall. With first the taxmen of the IRS, then the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, and finally the political activist prosecutors of the Southern District of New York. Yeah, that's the same bunch that's going after ex-President Trump as I record this. Non-government regulated digital currency scares the powers that be. They want to be the ones controlling the money so they can control the populace. You can't have assets that are virtually untraceable, can you? No! Mr. McAfee seemed to believe that the U.S. government wanted him dead, but I don't think it was the cause of his demise. His father also ended his life with suicide, so it kind of ran in the family. I haven't been keeping up with him since his presidential run of 2016 when I debated buying some of the cool merchandise he offered on his website. Of course, I now wish I'd bought some of those hats and t-shirts. I was unaware of his arrest in Spain and figure he ended his own life on his own terms. So rest in peace, Mr. McAfee. It was one heck of a ride. 
Microsoft announced the Windows 11 operating system, and due to numerous leaks, there are really no surprises about how it looks. Microsoft is positioning Windows 11 as the hybrid OS, claiming it's an open system, unlike Apple's Mac OS. You will need a Microsoft account and an internet connection to install it and will probably require new hardware, though it will be able to run on some older models of computers. I predict a decrease in PC sales until the holiday season when Windows 11 is released. The company also proclaims that this is the most secure <clears throat> version of Windows ever. I like the looks of the new Windows, but here the hardware requirements are going to be tough for some home users to attain. My suggestion? If you don't want to be locked into the Apple ecosystem, run Linux. I have in the past and find that all the distros I've tried run smoothly on anything you throw at it. You can get a version of Linux that looks like Windows and Mac OS, usually free of cost. That's what I'd be doing if I wasn't an Apple sheep. Chrome OS is another option too. Just saying. 9to5Google reports that the Big G and Indian cell carrier Geo have teamed up to introduce the Geo Next phone, which will run Android Go. That's a fully featured but light version of Android. The phone will get feature drop security and OS updates regularly, unlike many Android Go phones of the past. I'm usually critical of Google because I still hold a grudge against them for sabotaging Windows Phone by not porting their apps and services to that great platform. If they had, Windows Phone would have succeeded and I'd still be rocking one and not be locked in the Apple walled garden. I must say that lately I've been impressed with what the Goog has been doing with Android and Chrome OS. This new GeoPhone will bring a functional Android phone to markets that can't support expensive high-end devices. The GeoNext phone will be available on September 10th, so be on the lookout for it if you're in that market. Well, it's been awfully quiet in the tech world as a continuing chip shortage affects releases of new hardware. By late summer, things should be different as manufacturers ramp up for the holiday season. For the first time in a while, I'm looking forward to the new Google Pixel release along with Android 12, which in my opinion will be a game changer. Of course, we'll have the new iPhone, which my lovely wife and I will be upgrading to. I'm going with the standard iPhone this time, not the Pro version, as my phone usage has gone down, and with OLED screens being standard on all models now, I don't need the Pro version. I'll also save some bucks. We should be seeing new Macs, a 16-inch MacBook Pro, and the new redesigned, bigger-screened iMac, which will probably be labeled a Pro version. Besides the new iPhone, I'm interested in the 24-inch iMac, but I'm in no hurry. The only other piece of tech I have an interest in is the Sonus Beam television soundbar, which will pair with my IKEA Sonus speakers. This combo will give my home theater real Dolby surround sound capability for the first time. Tech I'm using. Well, I recently received a Western Digital My Passport 2TB hard drive as a gift for Father's Day. Thanks, John. I was already using what I thought was a 500GB My Passport as an Apple Time Machine backup drive. Well, it turns out that the capacity was actually 1TB. 
the same as the hard drive it was backing up. Well, you can never have too much backup space, has always been my mantra. The gift at my passport is, of course, a much newer model than the one it replaced. I had a bit of a hassle setting this one up compared to the older model, though. For some reason, the Time Machine backup app could not configure the drive at first. After numerous demountings and mountings of the disk, I finally got it to work. The light on the unit is dimmer, so when it's in operation at night, it doesn't bother you as much, and it's quieter than its one terabyte sibling, which used to sometimes make a whirring sound like only a mechanical disk can. All in all, I'm satisfied. The old disk will be relegated to my go bag where it will be used to transfer large files if need be. I also received a Zoom H1N field recorder for Father's Day. Thanks, Stephen and Jesse. I'm going to pair it with a lav mic and I'll be able to bring you remote versions of the OFNT podcast. I'll share some sample audio with you on the next full episode. Entertainment news. According to TheVerge.com, Apple TV's big money adaptation of Isaac Asimov's book, Foundation, will debut sometime in September. The show was first announced in 2018. It was supposed to be one of the marquee shows of the then newly launched streaming service. Well, COVID happened and production was delayed. I'm not a big science fiction fan per se, but I enjoy me some Star Trek now and again and love shows like Dark Matter and The Expanse. I watched the trailer of Foundation during last year's WWDC and it looked great. What's not great is the new season of Mythic Quest on Apple TV+. I really enjoyed the inaugural season, but this time around I find myself losing interest early on in each episode. The show just isn't as funny as it was last season. I'm going to end this on some good news. Bosch Season 7, which is the final season, is now available on Amazon Prime. Podcasting News not much here in regard to independent podcasts. It does seem that the flood of new celebrity-hosted shows has slowed down a bit, which is a good thing. The big players are still snapping up independent shows, networks, and production studios at a remarkable rate, though. With Amazon buying Art19, the last major independent podcast hosting and monetization service, that completes Amazon's podcast trifecta and puts the company on par with all the other major entities. Actions such as this have spurned the phenomena seen in other industries of startups being created solely in hopes of being sold to major companies for obscene amounts of money. Some podcasts I've been listening to are the Michael Savage Show for political views, Podland for podcast news, Exit Scam, a semi-true crime-limited series, and my favorite show, No Agenda, for news deconstruction. All but Exit Scam are independent podcasts. And speaking of which, starting with episode 86, I'll be switching up mics a bit. My son has a couple of condenser-type mics he suggested I review, which I will by using them for the show, so be on the lookout for that. On a personal note, my audience numbers have improved slightly, but still haven't reached the level of previous months. Perhaps the show's format has gotten stale. That's why I'm thinking of updating the current format. To do so, I'd like to ask for your input. Let me know what to get rid of and what to keep. Any ideas received will be carefully considered. 
To contact me in regard to this, drop me a line at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com. I'd really appreciate your input. I have nothing to give you in exchange for your effort, but hey, I can give you a shout out. Story time! Hey, remember this long unused section? Today I tell the tale of my recent trip to the island of Manhattan, my first since the pandemic. China. The train into the city was pretty empty with only a few passengers in each car. Compared to this time pre-pandemic, the train would be packed on a June afternoon. The section of Penn Station where my train arrives at was empty, save for a long line of people waiting to receive a COVID vaccination. Ouch! Well, all, and I mean all of the stores and restaurants which line both sides of the station were boarded up. Some, no doubt, due to the pandemic, but most due to the remodeling taking place. Rose Pizza, you will be missed. Upon exiting Penn Station, I noticed a couple of homeless people, but not the deluge others have reported. That might have been because of the rainy weather. The streets had people on them, but again, not as many that would have been there pre-pandemic. Many businesses were boarded up, most of them small eateries and convenience stores. Vehicle traffic was heavy, but not at a standstill, which would have been the norm a couple of years ago. After concluding our business, my wife and I decided to skip our planned lunch and head back home. This time, Penn Station had more people around than were there on our arrival, with the long vac- vaccination line oh. still formed. Our rush hour return train was somewhat crowded, but there were still plenty of seats, again, not packed as full as it would be in previous times. I noticed some fellow passengers, including one who coughed and sneezed the entire trip, were ignoring the mandatory mask-wearing protocol. While the city is definitely not back to normal, I believe it will bounce back, as it always seems to do, no matter what crisis occurs here. Time for a rant, but I don't really have a rant this week, but what I'd like to talk about is COVID-19 vaccinations. Yeah, I know we've been getting the need to be vaccinated rammed down our throats lately, but this is a personal decision. And remember, all of these vaccinations are experimental and are being administered under an emergency authorization. I'm not a so-called anti-vaxxer, nor am I anti-science. I myself have been vaccinated as well as my wife and son. I work in a very public area and was exposed to thousands of people during the height of the pandemic most maskless, and not observing any protocols at the very beginning of it. I lost four co-workers to COVID during those early days. All had other conditions, one obese, the others had diabetes. I too have other conditions, high blood pressure and cholesterol, which I take medication to control. To protect myself as well as I could, I wore N90, KN95s, and KF94 masks not the cloth and surgical masks recommended by the state-appointed talking heads. I realize that these masks might not be available in all parts of the world, so I guess the cloth and surgical masks are better than nothing. I also took vitamin C and D along with zinc supplements, but I took those except vitamin C before the pandemic began. Zinc has kept me from getting the common cold or flu for years, and the vitamin D was prescribed to me by my doctor because I worked the overnight shifts for 20 years and had none in my system which caused me to become ill years ago. And thanks to a study I enrolled in via my Aura Smart Ring, I was tested in March for COVID antibodies. 
The test was negative, meaning I wasn't exposed. I was tested again in May, a month after receiving a vaccination, and of course, I was positive. I read a report last year that claimed 40% of the people who died from COVID had a vitamin D deficiency. The majority were black and brown people. The reason being that so-called melanated people's bodies do not manufacture vitamin D efficiently, especially if they live in places not near the equator. The lockdowns, no doubt, accelerated this. My wife and I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which we preferred. Why? It's a one-and-done, and it's based on a virus vector, an old proven method. This particular vaccine, along with the AstraZeneca, have caused blood clots, especially amongst women, mostly young, ovulating, or ovulating women. The mRNA newfangled vaccinations from Moderna and Pfizer have become the fan favorite, but now their side effects are coming to light, especially after the second dose. Vaccinations are a big business, and Pfizer has a well-paid marketing team who realized that the J&J one-and-done jab was a threat to their product, and I truly believe sabotaged the J&J vaccination. The Chinese vaccines, especially the Sinovax doses, have been shown to be ineffective as countries who were saturated by the CCP with them actually had increases in infections. See Indonesia and Brazil. The Russian Sputnik vaccine seemed to work, and I'd take them in lieu of the Sinovax or any other Chinese vaccine. If you're not an ovulating female, I'd go with the virus vector-based vaccines, AstraZeneca, Sputnik, and J&J. In the fall, a vaccine based on protein called Covovax will be available, which will most likely have none of the problems the current ones have. I'll close with a personal experience regarding the mRNA vaccines. I had a co-worker. Yeah, he was 72 years old, had no other known issues, and was very fearful of COVID thanks to the constant media COVID porn broadcasted 24-7. He was uh, the first in my work area to get the, get the vaccination. I believe uh, it was back in January, and it was the Moderna. He bragged that he had no side effects other than soreness in his arm and couldn't wait to get his second shot. He was a big traveler and figured he'd be able to go on vacation sooner once he received the second dose. Well, after a few weeks, he received that second dose. He returned to work, and many of us thought he looked pale. He admitted that the second dose had caused a fever, and he spent two days in bed. I noticed while working with him that he seemed confused and had developed a slight shake with his head. A few weeks later, I returned to work from a weekend off and was told he had suffered a heart attack and died. Now, I don't know if the vaccination was responsible. You know, he was an older guy, but... What I do know is that he never was the same after receiving that second dose of the Moderna vaccine. Perhaps people should just stop at the first dose. And just as a CYA, I'm not a doctor, and this, as always, is just my opinion. Episode 85 is now a small, very small part of podcast history. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if, as always, you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you like or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. So I'll see you next week. Oh, just as a reminder, I'm working, so it'll be a little different episode next week. But remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Enjoy the sort of post-pandemic summer, if you can, and please... Get off my lawn. Thank you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.